Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Monday, December 30th. We have a couple days left, and then we're on to a new year. Actually, the end of a decade. We are at the end of a decade year. Next year, it's like I saw this one post where everything, all of the holidays, Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, all land on a Friday. There's like three or four Friday the 13th next year. It's amazing. Like next year, it's just everything is ending in a zero type thing. So it's kind of cool. I always just love to look forward and learn from the past and leap to the future, I guess, and enjoy the moment. All that in one breath. So let's just do that and see how we can. No, I'm kidding. It's just kind of cute how we're always trying to be in the moment. And once you find that sweet spot of knowing how to be in the moment, you actually can be. And it's hard to give up once you get there. You won't let anyone steal your time or do things. And um, I wanted to write or talk, I actually did write about this a little bit this weekend, but also to talk about how it is that we can only be as good to others as they will allow us to be. Because everyone has their billboard. You know, what would your billboard say? Who are you? And there's just random people that you meet and what they lead with when they are talking to you is what you end up exchanging energy with them about. If they just got divorced, they're constantly talking about that. If they just got a new job, they're talking about that. If they just moved, they're talking about that. But how they're talking about it is where we learn each other. That's where we exchange the energy. It's not the circumstance per se. It's how you look at it. Is it all complaints? Oh, the move was such a pain in that I don't want to move again for the next 10 years or, or the rest of my life or, you know, whatever it is. The divorce is so bad. It's just broken me. And it just goes on and on and on. Or you have someone who says, wow, what a great neighborhood. And, you know, I've always wanted to move in a, in a school district that would be great for my kids and I don't have to worry about their education and I'm, you know, prepared to go in for the long haul. And, you know, you, you hear different ways of describing the same things over and over again. And then there's the people that just don't really want to talk about anything. They just allow other people to do what they're doing, and they're the complainers. They complain about everything everyone does. There's nothing you could do right. And then there's some people who live in oblivion and want everything right, or they're constantly judging or whatever. So we are walking billboards of ourselves. We have a forum, we take a stand, and then we want to shout out who we are. And I realize that most of the time, What's going on is nonverbal, even if you never met the person, but you see a picture of them, or you read what they've written. And that's why 
I, I, I posted this part of this description of the show where vulnerability masks itself with insecurity and injured love masks itself as anger. Why do we push others away and why do we allow others in? And what can the others who we encounter, what can they really do for us? What can we do from our hearts for ourselves when we want to help? So I run into this quite a bit where people have a really thick shell. They know everything. There is nothing you can say that they don't know. They know everything. And they are right. And no matter how you want to exchange energy with them, they're like a broken record. They're going to say the same darn thing over and over again. And they're going to let you know who's boss in their own way. And it takes a while to figure out you're around someone like that. But the energy exchanges are going to feel very weird. You're going to be going, hmm, something's wrong here. This person is actually not strong as I thought. They're as insecure as I didn't think that they were. That happens a lot when we are dealing with a narcissistic human being. They look like they've got it all together. They're dressed well, nice car, nice house, or they're just someone who knows everything. It's an emotional narcissism. They don't need the outside, but they need to dominate another person. And at the end of the day, you find out it was insecurity driven when you thought it was strength driven. So that's, the trick, double trick that happens when you're dealing with that mental disorder. And then there's the injured love where you're not narcissist, you're not, you know, pulling out any mental illness, but you've been injured and you react to that injury as anger. You get mad at people who are okay. It's like those people with money, those people with whatever, that car, those people that live in that area, those people that have those jobs, it's always them. And you separate yourself from the pack because your injury is so deep and so hurting that you don't know how to get there. So you try to bring down the people who are there, even though those people may have different kinds of injuries. And so that energy exchange, and this is what today's show is about, is that we already know all that stuff. Every time we meet someone, we get those gut feelings that something's off. This person is going to bring or try to bring their insecurity into your life, their anger into the forefront, because their forum is going to push you away. In one way or another, it's going to push you away. It may sound like they're helping you, but you won't know why you're concerned about accepting even their help. Even if you need it, you are concerned about accepting their help. Because the energy is exchanging all day long. You do not even have to see the person to exchange energy with them. This is not an out there concept. If you think back 
to every relationship you have ever had outside of family, because family's a built-in. You know them. They know you. Everything is down. Everyone knows the same story. They know your whole history. So there's like a map that comes down because everyone knows everyone else. It could work to your benefit. It can work to your disadvantage. But families know those things. But everybody knew that came into your life. How many times have you gone back and said, I felt that in the beginning. And I didn't listen to it because what I was seeing contradicted what I felt. Isn't that weird? It's, it's interesting how smart our instincts are, how clear they are. When you walk away and you start questioning the conversation you had, And then how we so beautifully try to bring it up to wherever we're at in life, like through our own filter. Like they couldn't have meant that. Oh, no, the way they said that, no, that wasn't wasn't not okay. But it really was not okay. It happens to me all the time on Facebook of people I don't know but I'm exchanging energy with them. Sometimes when I see a picture of someone and they want a friend request me because I 90% of the people on my page, I've never met. I don't know. And that's probably true for most of you, but most people that, you know, are on there with friends and family, it's different. But if you write a book and you don't know who's gotten your book or taken your program or whatever, You don't know, but that gut feeling that I have inside of me now is pretty darn good. I can go through people who try to get on the radio show page in five seconds. And most of them are new fake accounts because they're trying to get everywhere. So the first thing you look at is the date. The second thing you look at is the page, and it's not even a real page. So that's the easy gimme. But how about the angry? Read their page. What are they choosing out of everything in this world to put on there? Whether it's Instagram or whether it's it's Facebook or Twitter. Everyone has a forum. If when we met someone and we say, Do I want to exchange energy with that person's forum? Is that something that will enhance or take away from my life? Think about the billboards. Think about the forum of a human being. Because our gut knows what we don't want to acknowledge. And if we think about those things, we will look at what we invite into our lives differently. We will start to even sharpen and hone, as Christ says a lot, honing our instinct. And over time, 
we will have greater direction, greater trust in our decision-making, greater faith in that we can trust ourselves and it does work. Because once we can follow our purest intent, which is to bring the best possible forums, people, work, decisions into our lives, and our faith begins to grow in ourselves, now we transfer that into life, and then we transfer that into bigger than life. So we go from self to life to bigger than life. And once we start thinking like that, the stuff that doesn't work for us on a personal level that will end up bringing to us something we don't want coming, we make better decisions. If you walk into a job interview and the person that's interviewing you, you need a job. If they complain to you about other employees and how you're going to come in and make a difference, I would run because who they talk about will be you one day. If they tell you that this is a growing environment, you will be able to advance and meet your objectives of growing in the workplace. That's a whole different energy exchange, isn't it? But the same rule goes for someone you meet in a relationship. Has everybody wronged them and been bad to them to this day? Then what are you doing there? Are you the fix-it machine? It's not going to work because whatever they just said about everyone else, including especially the last person, is going to be you. There's something that Christ said to me that was the nuts and bolts of today is that people's behavior is not special to you. It is who they are everywhere they go. Wherever they get a forum, they will take every opportunity to just download who they are, whatever their view is. Because they want the world to know that they've got it together. But if it's coming from vulnerability or insecurity or injured love, they won't be able to see it as easily. Because they're right all the time. But the energy exchange allows you to see it. So a great filter question is, how does that energy feel? What was my first reaction to hearing that, seeing that, involving myself in that? What was my first reaction when I met that person? Don't go back to modified reaction. Go back to your first reaction. Well, I thought they dressed well. Instead of transferring them dressing well to them being well, I thought they dressed well, but upon speaking to them, 
I didn't feel so great. I, I could like never talk to them again and I would be the same. Now, the reason that doesn't work in dating is because there's a different dynamic that's going on and we really believe we can help or change people. And when we may not get a good gut feeling, we may think we can fix it. You can't, but we don't know that yet. We don't want to know that yet. So we shut down the little instinct meter and we say, oh, no, but this person's had a hard life. That's another red flag. Why did they lead with telling you how hard their life is? One of the biggest, craziest things that I read were, and this was a couple of years ago, was that in those dating situations where they used to do the speed dating, where you hop from table to table with people, that the narcissists were the first ones chosen. They always looked great. They're great at beginnings. And the first seven times you deal with one who has that tendency to, you know, walk into the control of another human, they are very vulnerable. They tell you everything. And you think, wow, this person's so open. They admitted this. They admitted that. Wow, they must have healed from that if they are able to talk about it this way. They pull you in on just deep honesty, things that people don't tell each other for a long time. And then you believe in your heart of hearts that, oh, my gosh, this person is great. I love this person because we love the honesty and the vulnerability that we see. And that goes on until you have committed in loyalty and in time. And they're learning you is what's going on. They're doing all the talking. But if you're only listening, now over time, over seven times, you get lost in there. It's not about you at all. You can only be as good as they'll allow you to be, but they don't think anyone is as good as they are. So after a while, you will start to feel like you are falling short and you're going to wonder what's wrong because the impact of meeting someone with narcissism is so powerful that those combinations usually are the ones that get married in two weeks or three weeks or two months. They, they want to lock you in before you see because they have a, a shelf life of at times people leaving because the person, the other person starts to realize this exchange is only going one way. It doesn't matter who it is. Narcissism is narcissism is narcissism. But when the exchange is only going one way and you don't have an energy exchange, what happens? There's no more relationship. You either plug into their life and you become their appendage and if you put up and shut up, you can do that all day long. If you don't care, but the problem with those relationships is once you get in, you got in on the power of love and this person listening to you. But once they find out what they need to find out, they never want to know another thing about you. They don't care. 
So they go from ultra attentive and you think, wow, why is this person single? How could anyone let them go? What am I doing here? What happened to me? Where did my life go? I know someone who got so used to dating narcissists. It was a woman. And she said, and it just frightened the hairs on my head to stand up. I know exactly what to do with the narcissist. I can get exactly what I want from them now. She learned how to manipulate the narcissist when they were still learning about her. And she can identify them. And she became someone who likes dating them because she knew in that first month or two, she was going to get anything she wanted. And then she would cut and run. And I asked her, like, why would you do that? Why would you waste your life's time manipulating the manipulator? And she was one too. She just got a little bit ahead of the game. She got a little smarter. She was tired of, in quotes, getting hurt. But the truth was she was hurt. And her anger and her vulnerability, her insecurity was trying to even the score. I told her that. She knew. She wasn't surprised. But she chose that subset of human beings to exchange energy with. And she was only as good as the other people allowed her to be. So while she was good in that good period, because with a narcissistic brain, it's a short shelf life in terms of life. You can't build a future easily with someone who's narcissist because, again, you would have to accept giving up your interests, your life, your time. But on top of that, she found a way to outsmart the energy exchange because she realized that they don't actually exchange energy. They energy dump. They give you everything of who they are. They tell you strongly, I do this, I don't do that. I don't celebrate birthdays. I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't do this. And And then you're like, oh, okay, 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 in the beginning because they're giving you so much attention and you haven't probably had that kind of warmth and attention, in quotes, that in a long time. And you think, wow, there's something really special here. And the special is the grooming period. But she decided that, well, if we're not going to exchange energy, I might as well get what I want. Instead of thinking, gosh, I'd love to find someone to grow a relationship with. And a lot of it was because she was also one-sided. It was like two mice instead of a cat and a mouse. Where one would chase the other and, and there would be some kind of fun in that whole dynamic. Now you're dealing with two mice and they're both doing the same thing, but one found out how to jump the gun and do it before the other. So she could only be that good, but she got really good at it because that's as far as the others allowed her to be. Because people will only accept so much from other people. 
when the energy exchanges are negative, and I tend to fall into this once in a while, I try to bring out the positive. But what did I find out? If somebody starts negative and you throw something positive at them, you will see another layer of negative. And if you come back with something positive, they're just waiting. They're waiting. They will come back with something even more negative. And that will continue until you decide to say, okay, enough. Enough. And then it stops. We have to know where and when to draw the line. When I was married, my, my first marriage, I knew my, some of the energy exchanges we had, even though I wish I had that word then, I knew that people like the man that I was married to end up alone at the end of their life. I knew that. Every time I saw a man alone in his 60s and 70s, I used to just instinctively know that will be my husband. The thought of not being married to him and not having a family and culture and all that behind me was so far away from my brain that I didn't know how it was going to go from where we were today to that in the future. Because the energy exchanges, I was getting taken into this world of swirling emotion from someone who complained about other people's drama. And I believed that person. I believed him. What I didn't understand was the projection that you're looking at what you are. And I was trying not to be dramatic because he said that, even though I wasn't, I'm not a drama-driven person. But I knew that. And here we are, how many years later, 24, 25 years later, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I knew then. That's how strong our instincts are. It wasn't ready in time yet. I never thought of divorce when I thought that. I never thought of anger. I was, it was just a pure thought that somehow through the energy exchanges I've had with him, Something in me understood that that wasn't sustainable for anybody, let alone me, even though I didn't even believe in divorce. I never even thought of the word, but I knew that. I knew that. I look at my divorce as I got away from that. Because it was just every time I was as good as I could be, he did not allow 
the best of me to be part of our relationship. Those were the very things he tried to take away from us. And I didn't understand how I couldn't keep a good enough house or cook enough, even though that was what I was doing all day. But what was one man's anger was another man's prize because of the way that person exchanged their energy. We can only be as good, and I can't say it enough, as much as others will allow us to be. And from this day forward, my way of just protecting my own self, and I've been doing it, but I'm going to do it even more. And I started even yesterday, but just taking away that negative vibe because there's room for positive when we get rid of that from our world, from our heads, from our lives. And the power that we feel when we can make a decision that betters ourselves, it instills our trust, it deepens our faith, it builds direction. It is the answer to our prayers. We pray for better, but we do better, we will get better in our prayers, our answers. You guys, I only have a few seconds left. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great Monday. Have a great start to your week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.